Warning, the following podcast show that you're about to listen to will include explicit language and content in which you, the members of the audience, may find offensive. Audience discretion is advised. Welcome to another episode of the Kim Wang Podcast Experience. Yeah, boy. Where anything and everything is a subject matter on the show and no subject matter is ever taboo. Damn, that's what's up with you. And now, your host with the most, Mr. Kim Wang. Bro, am I getting paid for this? Hello, hello, salutations. How are you, ladies and gentlemen? What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Kim Hoang, the Asian sensation in the kitchen, cooking up another episode of the Kim Hoang Podcast Experience and ready to serve it to you guys right in the public. That's right. I'm actually here. I'm doing it. Um, another cold day in the, in the DMV, I got to tell you, but I'm okay with it, you know, because I feel like, you know, soon enough... Um, you know, things are going to change where, you know, it's going to get even colder or we might get some snow and then soon enough what happens after snow, it starts to warm up a little bit. Then we're going to get the sunshine again and it's going to be warm and the type of weather that I'm accustomed to that I like, you know, because I've said this again many a times, um, I'm a tropical person, you know, being an Asian American, uh, we are tropical people, you know, we come from a tropical climate, you know, I come from Vietnam, where there is no coldness, and there is no snow. Now, I was not born and raised there. But that is where my, you know, my family history uh, originated from that that is my cultural background. And I got to tell you, like most Vietnamese people, um, we just do not like the coldness. But, um, you know, they always say that in order to get to heaven, you got to go through hell a little bit. And if that's my Achilles heel, if that's what I have to go through, then so be it. You know, I, I'm going to go through a little bit of a challenge, but, you know, that's that's what it is. And I'm OK with that and I'm loving it um, right now. Today, I am recording at an undisclosed location so it's a little bit private. Um, it's not even on the GPS. Um, you know, basically, um, you know, to be honest with you and to, you know, put it so shortly and bluntly, y'all are on a need to know basis and y'all don't need to know. That's that's as simple as that. Um, so therefore, Hector is not here. Um, he is not here assisting me. It's But it's okay because there are sometimes... I don't need his assistance and it's okay. It's not required. Um, so this time, you know, Hector's not here. No, he's not getting paid. But again, we do appreciate all the love and support uh, that we get from him. It's amazing. And I love it. I love it so dearly. And I appreciate, you know, what he's done. He's a true MVP. He's a true warrior. We love him. And, uh, you know, Hector, thank you as always for helping us out, bailing us out, doing exactly what you do and contributing to make this podcast a very good one as it can be. Um, you are an absolute, uh, you know, legend in the field. And, uh, you know, we, we just we cannot thank you enough. Um, I got to say that um, I'm feeling pretty good. Um, I decided to go ahead and, 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 you know, get this thing started. Um, you know, a lot of good things have definitely been happening 
And, um, you know, one thing I want to start out with is just, you know, getting that creativity bug back. You know, um, there have been a moment, there's been a moment in my life, uh, especially this year, that um, I didn't create a lot of content for quite a while. And there was basically a lot that was going on. I mean, a lot of things, you can say that a lot of things basically took over recently, you know, with a lot of, you know, um, uh, for lack of a better term, we could say that there was like a lot of obstacles that are in the way. Now, I'm not trying to say that I was using it as an excuse by any means of the imagination. No, I, I never try to use an excuse. I just now these days I try to explain things and, and just be honest with the audience, you guys, because you guys deserve it. You guys deserve to know what's going on. A lot of people have asked those questions, but there was a lot of things that are happening. You know, a lot of things that were going on. Um, one, I mean, you know, as you guys know, um, I had a health scare earlier this year, um, you know, facing a congestive heart failure. Um, that was not fun. Um, I never thought that, you know, at that time being at 45 that I would have congestive heart failure, you know, cause I always thought to myself that, um, I had like, you know, the perfect, well, not maybe not perfect, but a good bill of health. But, you know, being that somebody like myself, um, allowing myself to, to get there and to just, you know, basically let myself go in a sense, not really taking care of my health like I should and just really um, falling off the wagon of, 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 you know, working out and health and stuff like that. It really uh, just collected, you know, and, you know, soon enough, um, you know, like bad credit it just, you know, sprung out and said, you know what, here's your notice. Here's your notice. And I remember that day, um, it didn't feel good. It really didn't. And, um, but I know that uh, I'm in a, a little bit of a better place now. I have a better understanding and I'm trying to do the best that I can to rectify that. Um, another thing that really got me going with why I really wasn't uh, doing what I was supposed to be doing with podcasting was that I did, as an actor, uh, get into a lot of projects and I really wanted to take advantage of it. Um, as you guys know, I am a actor and I love acting and it is my true love. I, you know, there, there are three loves that I have in life. Uh, one, is being a podcaster. I, I've said this many a times that I love podcasting and I love to do, uh, you know, what I do in podcasting. I love to be creative. I love to tell stories. You know, I love to show everybody that I can do something of this creative medium. And sometimes I even like to, you know, show uh, my stakes, my mistakes, I should say. There you go. To show that I am human. I mean, I don't do podcasting perfectly. I do make mistakes. I, I do have errors here and there and so forth. But I feel like it's okay. I mean, what person really does their art um, correctly at a full 100%? Um, I don't think anybody does. If there is, I'm completely shocked. And, you know, and, you know, I will be proven wrong. But most of the times, you know, we're just out here doing our thing. We're trying to have fun with it. But we make mistakes, man. I mean, that is just that is just the, the way of life. Um, you know, and it's something that 
it's not a thing where it's like a, you know, uh, an arrestable offense. You know, it's just you're doing something and you're having fun with it and you're just doing it all in, you know, good and fun and, and all the goodwill. So and then last but not least, honestly, um, I just didn't really have any creative like, you know, ideas and so forth. I drew a lot of blanks. Um, this is a part of the thing that for anybody that's in a creative medium or just in an art that's just creative in general, no matter if it's, you know, podcasting or painting or sculpting or just doing like, you know, sketch work or anything of that sort or even cooking, you know, that is an art. Um, that's really scary for us to really have that block, you know, and to have something just you know, barricaded on our minds to kind of lose our, our um, imagination, to lose our creativity, to, to lose that spark. It is scary. Um, it had come to a couple of times, honestly, and I'm just being, you know, 100% honest here. It has come to something of a situation where I would come into the Asian Sensation Studio and, you know, I would have my notes. Um, I would kind of have a game plan. And I would talk to Hector and, and the staff and everything. And, you know, we, we go about it. We, we, we chop it up. We, we discuss about the ideas and where I want to go and the approach that I want to do it in. And, you know, they initially they just say, hey, that is a very good idea. I like your approach. Let's go ahead and go for it. So I go ahead I walk into the booth. I sit down on my favorite chair. I got the microphone in tow, um, you know, and I start recording. And then all of a sudden, I, I I make a mistake, and I start recording again, and I make another mistake, and then become then you know two mistakes become four, four mistakes become eight, eight becomes sixteen, sixteen becomes thirty two. You you saw you kind of see where it's going. It's manifesting in increased numbers, and I felt really bad. You know what I mean. And I know I shouldn't have because, you know, again, like I said before, it's all in fun. Everything is cool, but to myself, honestly, I always have set myself in a high standard. You know, I definitely want to be professional, and I want to make the best podcast that I possibly can because I feel like if I don't give my one hundred percent. And if I don't show you my 100%, to me, honestly, now I know um, it's not fair for me to say this, but to me, honestly, I feel like I would have failed every single person that, you know, loves me and supports me, that loves the podcast, that supports the podcast, um, that is actually subscribed to my podcast and listen to it. And... I don't know. I just kind of felt like in my head when I have that type of thought process going on internally, it's just a scary thought. You know, it just feels like like George McFly said um, in the movie Back to the Future. I don't know if I could have took that uh, kind of rejection. You know, it's really hard. You know, because you really want to do your best and you want to, you know, win over the crowd and you want people to say good things about you. And then when bad things happen, um, you know, they use that as ammunition to fire, you know, the bad things towards you and try to weaken your will, your esteem and everything. And that really sucks. You know what I mean? Because people in general, whether if you're a podcaster or if you're whatever creative medium that you're in. 
like acting or even, you know, uh, painting, sculpting, cooking, uh, being a musician, etc., etc. Why do we do this? We do it because we love it and we want the world to love what we love and to see what we love to do. You know what I mean? And we try and we do it because, you know, not only for some, maybe we want to be famous for some, we just want to get it out there. But I think it's just that we are we are artists and we want to put our stuff out there for you guys, for you guys to enjoy it, for you guys to be in a situation where if you're really having a real messed up day and it's effed up and, you know, it's just not really a good idea and, you know, you're just feeling a certain way and. You know, the mentality of, uh, of anxiety hits and, you know, the depression hits and so forth. We want to be that force that kind of alleviates your pain, even if it's temporary. So that at that moment in time, it's like, holy crap, dude, you know, they did something incredible. And I'm feeling really good about it now. You know, at least for right now, I'm not feeling bad. You know, whatever I was feeling before, you know, if I was feeling upset or depressed or angry, you know, at least at this moment in time, I'm not feeling bad at all. And and that I think that's our mission, you know. And to have the creativity back, it's good. Because I wouldn't be doing it right now. Like, you know, I really wouldn't be putting another episode out there for you guys. You know, I probably would still be um, in a hard place sitting down, trying to figure it out, and just ask you know, a whole bunch of questions, a million bunch, bunch of questions, you know, and it, it and, and it's kind of sad, you know, I, 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 I myself want to be in this, uh, in a, in this headspace where I'm feeling good and I'm ready to go, that I have a lot of creativity ideas and a lot of juices and, and that's where it's at right now. You know, I'm in a good place. Um, I've been thinking a lot lately about, you know, certain content, um, you know, what I want to record, just ideas shooting out in the yin yang. I mean, sometimes they say that, you know, when you celebrate a, a new year in life, all of a sudden you just kind of get inspired. Um, I don't know if that stereotype, I'm sorry, let me say that one more time. I don't know if this stereotype is true, if that's 100% accurate, but at least in this particular situation right now, it's working. You know, so I'm feeling good. I'm in a good spot. And, um, you know, one day, you know, it just kind of hit me. You know, I'm sitting down and I just have like a like a notepad. And, you know, on the opposite side of me, I have a pen. And, you know, at first I'm just I kind of doodle around on the pad, you know, just kind of like, you know, draw shapes and, you know, funny, weird designs thinking like I'm the next Picasso or whatever. And uh, next thing you know, I just ripped the page into a clean page and I just started coming up with like ideas and concepts and so forth. And it's a good thing. It's a real good thing um, because, you know, one idea became two and two became four, four became eight. And next thing you know, it just kind of multiplied. And, you know, and to, to, to creative people in general, that is a good thing. That is great. And then we feel inspired and we want to keep going with that inspiration because it motivates us to go ahead and get something out there, to produce something out there, to produce it not only for you, but produce it for us. Because when we actually get something out there in the open, we feel good about it. We do like we, you know, I don't know if you can tell it in my voice, but it's just like, 
holy crap, you know, we're doing it. You know, it's amazing. And that, that, that's great. And I, and I wish to all my fellow creators out there, you know, no matter what medium that you are, that you just keep it going, that you keep creating, you know, that you never get stopped by the creator's block or get bit by a bug where you get derailed for so long. And it's true what they say when you're derailed for so long, when you don't come up with an idea or anything, or you don't make the attempt to try to be creative. In this case, if I didn't try to be creative in this and try to put out something, um, I don't know where I would have been. I know I definitely would have been in a dark road and, and, and that road is cold when you walk it alone. You know what I mean? Um, there's nobody to, to navigate those roads but myself. So it's up to me to kind of figure out what to do. And I just feel great. You know, I feel inspired. I feel like I don't want to say reborn because I feel like that's cliche and that's something that's, you know, used a lot. Maybe a little bit too much, but I do feel like a, a rebirth. You know, I feel like a phoenix that you know basically rose from the ashes, and here we are again. His resurrection. You know what I mean? I don't know how you feel about that, but to me, I feel like that's stellar, man. That 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 is wow. You know, I'm feeling really, really good, and and here we are. You know, so that's where we're at. Um, hopefully, you know, I'll keep the ball rolling. You know, obviously uh, what I what I don't want to do is run out of ideas and what I don't want to do is, you know, run the boat so much that I run out of the steam. You know what I mean? I do want to keep it going. I do want to keep it flowing. I do want to create. I do want to go ahead and put content out there. I do want to, you know, do this because it makes me feel happy. You know, it helps it helps me to be in a good place. You know, I think that's I think a lot of creators in general, you know, feel that, you know, when they start creating, they, they get themselves in the right space and a right frame of mind and they feel happy because all their time and energy and effort is being, uh, you know, applied here and it's working towards a purpose. And the more times that we do that then the closer we get to the goal of completing you know that temporary task that leads to the big goal and i tell you when you do that um you cannot go wrong and i'm feeling happy we're creating stuff and why because we love you guys you guys are the inspiration i do this for myself too i really do but you guys are my inspiration and i love it and the creativity's back you know and I'm glad to be back, baby. You know, I really am. It's just amazing and it's good and it's a great headspace to be. So we're just going to end it here for right now. We're going to come right back. You know, we got more stuff on the way, lots more to go and more to discuss. So don't go anywhere because the Kim Hwang podcast experience will be back. You know, we're taking five and we'll see you in a few. All right, guys, let's go. What do you get when you have two undercover police detectives that are underestimated who utilize their wit, charm, and skills to outsmart the biggest arms dealer and all of his puppets in the region? Then you get the highly anticipated action comedy film of the century, 
Miscalculated. That's right. Starring Romel Xavier Morales, Dameron Kirby, and an all-star cast. Now streaming on Tubi, Discovered, and Reveal. That's R-E-V-E-E-L. And now available for purchase on Amazon Prime Video. You heard that right. Now available for purchase on Amazon Prime Video. Miscalculated. And now, back to the Kim Wine Podcast Experience with your host, Kim Wine. All right, guys, welcome back to the Kim Wang Podcast Experience. Uh, that was a good break. That was awesome. That was definitely needed. But, uh, you know, I'm here. I'm back in the booth. I got the mic in hand. I'm speaking into the mic, and I'm motivated. I'm motivated, and I'm ready to go. You know, obviously, you know, in that good mindset, I'm feeling positive. I'm feeling focused, and it's here. You know, it's right here, and I'm, and I'm here. You know, and the words that are going to be coming out from my mind, straight projecting from my mouth into the microphone, it's going to happen. The process is going to happen. So here we go. Um, you know, without further delay, I want to jump right into it. Um, you know, I got to tell you something. Uh, the last episode that I recorded, um, I believe it was episode 25. And I had the chance to once again have a TikTok personality from the UK, from England, um, Just Cara, come out for an interview. And it was great. I enjoyed uh, her company. Um, she is always a great guest. And again, I, you know, like I've said before, would definitely like to have her back again on a future episode. I don't know when that's going to happen, but. I will do my best to work it out, but that is besides the point. On episode 25, her and I had a very lengthy discussion, and we had a lengthy interview. One of it was kind of based around, you know, kindness, you know, having kindness for people, you know, and I always am a firm believer that, uh, you know, in this world, we must show kindness, you know, we must show kindness because, you know, we want to show uh, love and respect for other people, no matter who they are in life. Um, it is unfortunate, though, that, you know, we have a situation where I addressed in the other episode of episode 26, which was the very recent episode. You know, it's very unfortunate that we are in a world that, unfortunately, uh, there's a lot of hate um, and, you know, argument in general, a lot of negativity, a lot of negative energy all around, man. And uh, for those that know me, uh, I am a person uh, that does not like to be surrounded by that negativity. I've always been a very upbeat, a very positive person. I've always tried to look, you know, at the upside of things. And I always want to try to, you know, promote positivity and peace out to the world because that's the type of person that I am. I hate arguing. I hate fighting. You know, I hate, you know, uh, wanting to, you know, throw those uh, verbal fisticuffs to defend something that is wrong because, you know, we really shouldn't have to, to do that because it's, it's unfortunate that we live in a world that people are mean and negative to each other. They make fun of each other because it could be a race thing. 
It could be a religious thing. It could be an orientation where maybe you're gay or you're, you know, you're just uh, bi or part uh, part of the LGBTQ community where you're a, a transgender. People may not like you for your politics, uh, your belief system. It's gone far even just to, you know, um, in your professional life where people make fun of you the way that you work when you've done nothing wrong. And I have to tell you, there, there, there's a line that is that has to be drawn, ladies and gentlemen. There, there is a line because, you know, we've always complained and we've always been, uh, you know, crying about a situation where <clears throat> we feel that the world is not respecting us. And a lot of people are doing a lot of things and, and it's getting us nowhere. And, and why hasn't people uh, do why hasn't people done anything to you know try to change that well i gotta tell you folks i mean i understand your your frustrations and your anger you know i've been picked up you know picked on a lot you know back in the day and probably even still now you know i mean i'm an asian guy but people think that either i'm chinese japanese or korean which is number one that's definitely not the case because i'm neither of those nationalities to be technical with you, I'm I'm an American because I was born and raised in the United States of America. You want to be technical about it, you know? Yes, I am Asian American, but my background, my cultural background, is Vietnamese. But they don't teach you that. But yet they still just want to go ahead and say some bad things. You know, they probably want to say other things like you know I can't act. You know, they they say that I'm fat and out of shape. They say that you know that. Because I believe in certain parts of Christianity that I'm, you know, God, uh, you know, token idiot. Um, they think that, you know, that my way of thinking is totally wrong and so forth. And, you know, and I'm just like, okay, you know, you're picking on me. Fine, I can deal with that. But there are other people that get picked on a lot that can't deal with it. And that brings up a lot of high level of stress. High level of anxiety, high level of just like mental instability that just makes them go, uh, you know, off the edge. And it's sad. And, you know, and for who and for what? Why are we doing this? Why are we hurting each other? You know, why are we putting each other in pain in, in, in that way? Um, and it's sad because, you know, I hate to say this about my own country that I live in, but... The country that really does it the most, honestly, is us within the United States. And in that sense, it's like, dude, like, I am very, you know, it makes me sad. It really makes me sad. And it makes me upset. And, you know, as, you know, uh, an American, it, it just, uh, it makes me feel like, you know, we have failed life. And we have failed the way that we do things. It's not cool, man. It is not cool. You don't hear other cultures in, like, let's say Europe that do that or in Asia or Australia or anything like that or even South America. I think they pretty much got it on point. And I got to tell you something. It, it hurts my feelings when we have to hurt each other just to make us, the individual, feel good. You know what I mean? It's a messed up situation. You know, where I came from, I, I was always taught that, you know, 
It's all about love and respect for your fellow human being. Treat them the way that you want to be treated. Make sure that if something goes wrong, you make sure that they're okay. If they fall, you pick them up. If they're, if they're, some, if they're upset about something, better check on them and make sure that they're in the right headspace. And I think that that's a lost art. We somehow we just kind of forgot that we forgot about, you know, the human decency, the human way, the way of a human being. Now, I know I feel, you know, a lot of people might say, well, you know, why are you preaching all this and blah, 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 blah. Maybe because I care. Really, maybe because I care and I and I give a damn. I really do. I really feel like we need to really get this back together. We need to get it back on point. You know, you hate somebody because they're a different race than you are. You hate somebody because they, they you know, they have spirituality and they, you know, they kind of do that through religion. Maybe they have like a differences of opinion in terms of politics. Or maybe because, you know, they're just, you know, and once again, in the LGBTQ community, maybe they're gay or bi or they're a transgender that is just trying to figure things out and trying to find out who they are as a person, to find out their identity, to find love. You know what? Fantastic. We, you know, we are all different, ladies and gentlemen. We are all different. We are all, um, you know, different forms of living beings. You know, coming from different ways of life. You know, we all come in different shapes and shades, different ways of thinking, different ways of, you know, of what we believe in, whether it's faith or politics or even orientation. But that doesn't mean that we're not human and that we don't have feelings. And it doesn't mean that we should actually take all the the crap and the BS of all the negativity that's being thrown out in the world. And I got to tell you something. I will say it like this. If you want to if you want change, you got to be the one that has to make that change. You got to initiate that first step. You know, you really got to go ahead and say, "You know what? I hate the way that the world is. I hate the negativity." Great. I'm with you. But let's take the first step together and change it. I mean, they always say it and it's an old school way of thought. You got to kill them with kindness. That's true, but you also got to kill them with uh, you know, with the tolerance. To look the other way. You know what I mean? Don't pay attention to all that crap that people are throwing at you. All the negativity and shade. If somebody says that you're not worth a damn, guess what? Tell them to kiss your butt. You know what I mean? If somebody says that you can't do it, tell them, you know what? Well, who are you to tell me that? You're not trying. You know? It's it's sad. It is sad and it is ridiculous. And I hope that we really do get it together, folks, because I feel like if we're trying to actually improve, um, you know, our way of living for the better as a whole, then, you know, we got billions and billions of steps before we even get it right or even get to like, you know, the, uh, the ideal room, the idea room and just come up with like the patent of how to make things better for humanity as a whole. Another thing I want to talk about is about uh, in the world of acting about, uh, you know, stunt safety in terms more so about, uh, you know, fight choreography and fight scenes and so forth. Now, nine times out of ten, well, I can't even say nine times, 
any type of movie that you see, I feel like that at some point there's going to be a stunt. And even one of those movies will require to have a fight scene. Now, we all like fight scenes and we all like action movies. Uh, we've seen it all. You know, everything from, you know, Sylvester Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jackie Chan, Bruce Lee, Jet Li, uh, Donnie Yen, um, Scott Atkins. We've seen a lot of people doing a lot of stuff uh, that requires a lot of movement, a lot of physical movement, and a lot of fighting, you know. Kicking, punching, tossing the human around, making a good physical um, presentation just for our enjoyment. Now, I'll admit, as a person of, you know, acting that likes to do stunts, being a martial artist, I'm all about it. I am all about it. I actually got bit by the bug when I was young to watch Bruce Lee and, you know, all of his movies growing up over on the Kung Fu Theater every Sunday and I would tune in and it'd be great and I was influenced by that and I knew that it was really cool because it looked like they knew what they were doing Bruce looked like he knew what he was doing he made a great fight scene and it looked flawless it was like it was a dance and all the steps in the in the dance of you know fighting really made me a believer and made me really think wow this is cool that maybe I could try it one day. And you have a lot of people, um, you know, that are trying to put stuff together, you know, directors and, and, and just people in general to, to do something. And I say that's cool. God bless them for it. But here's the thing. They are not knowledgeable and they do not do stunts. And fight scenes and fight choreography. And I've talked about this with a friend of mine. We actually recently talked about it. And he had said that, you know, he doesn't like it when if he's on the set and he has to, he has to do a fight scene. And let's say, for example, because, you know, he's a black belt in karate. And he was working with another person that had a black belt in karate. They did a great fight scene and it worked out and it made sense. And it, they fed off each other and they threw techniques that made sense and that worked for them. But somehow the director and other people were like, no, this is not good. You know, I don't like it. You know, blah, 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 blah. And what they had told me was that the director and everybody else um, doesn't know anything about fighting doesn't doesn't train in the martial arts they're not a black belt you know what i mean and for them to actually you know say these things and to suggest something else we disagree with it and you know what i understand that point and i do agree with that i really do because one thing about you know a fight scene is that you really got to piece it together and you really got to know what you're doing and to, for me to be honest with you, when it comes to like putting up a martial arts fight scene, I'd rather work with a professional that knows what they're doing. Specifically speaking, if they are a black belt in a martial art, specifically something that deals with striking because they know and understand the situation. They understand the technique, how it needs to be thrown, um, you know, how it works. You know, what technique works better and they can explain why. It is great 
And I like it because with that expertise, that level of expertise and depth of knowledge, that reassures my safety. At least to me it does. Because you know what you're doing. You understand the situation. You know how to explain it. I don't want to go into a fight scene and learn from somebody that has like no black belt. You know, like if you got like a red belt and Tong Sudo, you know, kudos to you. But you didn't finish what you start. You know, you can't even explain to me, you know, the differences between this technique and this technique and why this technique would work better versus this technique or even better. I don't like it when somebody that has no martial arts training is going to tell me what to do. You know what I mean? Because they have no experience. And the stuff that they would talk about would probably make no sense. And whatever they suggest may possibly compromise the situation and put you at a high level point of danger. Where you might actually get hit or injured. And that's a liability. That is something that unfortunately, guys, I feel like this. You know, if you are a director, if you are a, uh, a cameraman or a sound man, that's great. You know, I have a lot of respect for you in that. I would never tell you how to do your job in that respect. Never. Because I'm not in that field. You know what I mean? But I think there's certain people that need to stay in their lane. You know, let the people like the professional fight choreographers and the stunt coordinators guide the people on what to do. You know, it's just that simple, you know, because they've been doing it for years. A fight choreographer most likely has like a black belt in some form of martial arts. Hell, probably more than one black belt. You know what I mean? A stunt coordinator has been doing stunts for years and knows how to fall and knows you know, how to do things and so forth and how to do, you know, jumping over things and land and, and, you know, crash through tables and all that stuff without getting hurt. And I think it's important for those individuals to train those that are going to do those dangerous scenes, not the director, not a cameraman, not a sound man, Heck, not even another actor that has not been properly trained or have zero experience. Guys, as much as I love y'all, you know, I think that you should just stay in your lane and let the pros handle that. You know what I mean? I, 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 I give praise in the sense that you might have an idea and you can have all the ideas that you want. That's fine. I, I, think, I think that's great. But in this case, I don't think the ideas that you're going to present will work. For the simple fact that, you know, if you can't explain why, if you don't know what technique and explain why, um, if you can't, um, you know, calculate, you know, the risk versus reward and most of it is, you know, not reward, sorry. End of the line. That, that's where I put the stop sign and just say, guys, mm-mm, I'm going to listen to these guys. You know what I mean? You wouldn't send a five-year-old child to go ahead and do open-heart surgery to try to save somebody's life, would you? No, that is totally out of the question. That, that That's something that, you know, it's ridiculous. That person, that, that five-year-old child doesn't know how to do that. He's no Doogie Howser, you know, and it's, and it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. 
But hey, you know, what do I know? I'm just I'm just a third degree black belt that has done stunts um, for a very long time in in movies and films and so forth. And, uh, you know, what do I know? What do I know? We're going to go ahead and cut to uh, to a break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to go ahead and end it with a couple more things and just final thoughts and everything. So stay tuned, guys, because the Kim Hwang the Kim Hwang podcast experience. Blah. Let's say it one more time. Stay tuned, folks, because the Kim Hwang podcast experience is coming back. When it comes to playing sports or performing stunts, safety is the number one issue when it comes to the possibility of getting hurt or injured. So what's the best way to prevent that? By investing in the best safety equipment on the market, Demon United. Since 1999, Demon United has been protecting extreme sport athletes and Hollywood stuntmen with their line of high quality and high caliber safety equipment. Whether you're snowboarding on the mountains cutting up the snow or doing stunts on the movie set. Demon United has what you need, from knee pads, elbow pads, spine protectors, helmets, and so much more. Go to www.demon-united.com for more info, and if you buy their gear online right now, save an extra 15% off by using the code PROTECTME. Demon United! And now, back to the Kim Hoyne Podcast Experience, with your host, Kim Hoyne. Welcome back, everybody. Um, you know, I just want to piggyback over to the very first segment uh, when it comes to about creativity. And this one is for all my brothers and sisters out there that are creative, you know, that are podcasters, that are actors, that are musicians, that are painters, that are cooks. Whatever your creative medium is, I just want to say the following to you. Number one, I'm very proud of you. You know, you're actually doing something, you know, that you love and that you're not afraid to take that leap. You know what I mean? Um, there are many people out there in the world that talk a good game but never go through with it. They never they never pull the trigger. They never point it at the, the target and, and try to see if it can hit. But you guys are doing the best that you can at your creative medium and just making the best of your opportunity and it shows you know don't think of yourselves as that um when you're doing something and you're automatically failing the only true way that you fail and i repeat this one more time the only true way that you fail is that you didn't try at all uh the fact that you're out there doing your thing and you're um making your content uh that you're creating and doing whatever it is that you do that makes you happy tells me that you are ahead of the game you know seriously say less don't don't doubt it just believe in me when i tell you that you guys are doing great please keep going and keep inspiring because it's individuals like yourself that makes the whole creativity world a better place. And whatever it is that you're doing creativity-wise, 
there's plenty of room and plenty of space for it to go around. There's enough to share for everybody. You know, it's not a dominant competition. It is something where like, you know, hey, you might have something, but I have something. Maybe it's something that you never, um, you know, encountered. Maybe it's something that's a little bit different, but it qualifies. And, you know, daggone it, I'm, I'm going to give you the best at what I got. And you know what? You have every right. And I say this one more time. You got every right. You know, don't let anybody tell you that you cannot do it. You know, if you want to go ahead and do it, if you want to be creative, if you want to show it in your own way, um, whether, you know, if you want to show it by uh, a photograph picture that you post online on your social media, um, if you want to show it on video, um, if you want to show it on audio or whatever, please like go for it. You know, I'm I'm proud of everybody to every podcaster, to every actor, to every musician, to every um cook to every artist of every kind whether if you paint sculpt if you actually draw you know and do portraits photography um what have you even the martial arts even tattooing guys i'm proud of you you know we belong to a very exclusive community and uh, and also do i dare say a great fraternity one that I feel like everyone is inclusive, anyone can join. You just got to have the heart. You got to have the heart. You got to have the will. You got to be willing to jump off that diving board and say, Geronimo! And just like, you know, just, you know, swing for the fences. And that's that's all I have to say about that. I think I think it's it's a great thing. And we really have to stick together. Us creative minds have to stick together, you know. So keep doing what you're doing, you know. Um, I I expect a lot out of each and every one of you. And if there's anything I can do to kind of, you know, accentuate what you do, including if you want to be on my podcast show and talk about it, hey – I'm here for you. You know, I'm all about the people with creative mediums because, you know, the more that we actually, you know, share each other's, um, you know, talents and creative, uh, you know, methods, then the more that we actually draw a lot of attention in a good way. So I love you guys. I really do. To all my creative brothers and sisters, I love you guys. Keep creating whatever it is that you're creating. Or if you're not creating and you want to create, go right ahead. You know what I mean? Nothing can stop you. The world is yours. The world is your oyster. Let's get it going and let's get it cracking. Um, I also have a bunch of questions here that I'm going to answer that I've gotten online. So let's answer a couple of them before I got to take off because I know... um, you know, I do have a lot of things going on in the pipeline later today. Um, creativity is definitely one of them. So I'm definitely going to be, um, you know, having the old, uh, you know, pen and, 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 and pad, you know, and just go ahead and put my thoughts into the notepad and just jot some stuff down. So here we go in no particular order. Josh from Saverna Park, Maryland asks, hey, Kimbo. Um, what do you like between uh, having sushi or Korean barbecue? 
Um, Josh, I do like both of them. I really do. But if I had to pick one that wins right now, it would be sushi. Mainly because, you know, sushi's a little bit healthier. You know, it is seafood, mainly fish. Um, it doesn't have as much uh, sodium content. So I feel like, you know, when I eat that, I feel like, you know, I'll live a little bit longer. You know what I mean? But I'm always down for a Korean barbecue. You know, bulgogi is definitely where it's at. Korean short ribs. It's all about the chicken. Sometimes I might get a little bit some spicy pork belly. You know, I'm guilty of that. And every now and then, you know, the spicy, um, it's the spicy squid. And I know to some people that's a textural issue and they're not liking it. But man, I mean, I'm all about that. I'm all about that. Since I can't have shrimp because I'm allergic to shrimp, um, the, uh, you know, the spicy uh, squid and putting it in a Korean barbecue grill um, application is definitely uh, the best method for me. But, you know, overall, like I said, I do like both, but sushi is claimed to be number one. So that's pretty good. We have my man Victor. Victor from Los Angeles, California. He actually writes, Hey, Kim, um, you say that you're a martial artist and that is awesome. But do you think that uh, people of the older generation, uh, specifically speaking, anybody that's uh, above 60 years old can actually train in martial arts? Um Victor, yes, absolutely. I, I know for a fact that there are a lot of people that are 60 years old and older that are still doing it and training and kicking or just beginning uh, their voyage into the martial arts. Um, I can give you one example. One example would actually be Grandmaster Ron Van Cleef. He is a 10th degree red belt in the art of Chinese Goju Karate. He is also a practitioner of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Um, I think if my memory serves me correctly, um, he is, I think, either a purple belt or a brown belt. I'm not quite sure off the top of my head. So if Grandmaster Van Cleef is listening to it, uh, I'm very sorry, sir. I really am. But the point is, you know, he has been training for many years. And, you know, at, even at his young golden age close to a diamond age, uh, he is not slowing down one bit. And because of that, he is a great example and a great inspiration for a lot of people, um, especially martial artists of the old and of the young. So, you know, if age is not slowing him down, it really shouldn't slow anybody else down. Um, I truly believe that, you know, anybody at 60 years of age and beyond can go for it. But you got to know your limits and you got to know, you know, where you're at physically. So I would definitely just, you know, be aware of that, you know, analyze the situation, uh, see where you can be at and then just decide whether or not, you know, if the martial arts is good for you. If it is, make sure that you pick the one that's good for your body type, that your skill type and just, you know, the type that's really not going to. Uh, make you feel more in pain, but just more in tuned. So there it is. Uh, we have another question here. This one goes from Nicole of Rancho Cucamonga, California. Okay, that's actually near Los Angeles. Okay. And it says, Kim, um, what are your opinions on resistant bands 
as opposed to lifting weights. Uh, is it pretty much the same thing or not? Um, I'll say this, and if I'm wrong, um, then I apologize. I do, personally for me, I do like resistance bands. I think it's great. Um, I do think it's um, a great exercise for toning the body, like your arms and such. Um, and it gives you, I think, almost the same amount of resistance. The good thing about it is, with resistance bands, it's very good for extension and, you know, flexibility. And it's also good because, you know, if you just kind of tire out, let's say if you just do like an arm press or something like that, you can just go ahead and just kind of release it and hold it back. And, uh, you know, it really won't do any harm versus if you're actually touching a dumbbell and there's a lot that's going on and so forth. I think that uh, the resistance band is a little bit more self-guiding. I also think that resistance bands are good for other exercises that the traditional weights and dumbbells cannot provide. Um, again, that is just only an opinion. It is not an expert uh, fact. It's just what I think and it works for me. But, you know, if you feel that the resistance band does not work for you and you like the traditional weights, however you get the exercise and whatever is effective for you is the route to go. So, um, you know, there, there, there's no beef and there's no problems there. You know what I mean? So it's all good. We have Liz. Liz from Jacksonville, Florida. And she asks me the question, Kim, on the previous episode where you actually interviewed the English girl, okay, I guess she means um, just Kara from uh, episode 25, um, are you a cat person or are you a dog person? Personally, I'm a dog person. I really love dogs and dogs are kind of like my thing. Um, I'm not saying that I hate cats. I'm really not. I love cats. I really do. It's just, unfortunately, I'm allergic to cats. So that there lies the issue. If I wasn't allergic to cats, um, that would kind of be like a, that would be a tie. You know what I mean? And I don't know how I would break the tie. But for all intents and purposes, you know, I'm a dog person. Um, I've always been a dog person, never been allergic to dogs. Um, dogs are a man's best friend. And, you know, I just think that they're amazing. You know, they're cool creatures. They really love to see you. And they're, they make great uh, home protectors, you know what I mean? Depending on the breed of the dog, you know what I mean? Um, so that's my opinion. We're going to go ahead and get uh, one last one. This one, it hits home for me, and I'm really proud about this. This is from Randall. Randall of Ellicott City, Maryland. And Randall writes, Yo, Kim, how about them Baltimore Ravens, the football team of the NFL, number one in the AFC uh, football conference? Um, Randall, how about them Ravens? I love the Ravens. Um, as everybody knows, I am a Baltimore Ravens fan for life. Um, I'm glad that we won the two Super Bowls like we did, one in 2000, the other one in the, I think it was like the 
212 to 13 season. Um, it was definitely amazing. I think that we're doing really well this year, being 9 and 3 so far. Uh, Lamar Jackson is healthy and still throwing the ball like a beast, like he is. Um, we got Zay Flowers and Odell Beckham Jr. Um, we also have Gus Edwards, aka Gus the Bus. Um, we have a lot of great studs on our team right now. It's going great. Um, obviously, with the injury of Mark Andrews, it, um, our tight end, um, it does leave a little bit of a question of how we're going to do for the rest of the season. But I feel like if we keep playing um, smash mouth football like we normally have been uh, this whole time, I think that we're going to do great things. Um, I know that according to ESPN personality Stephen A. Smith on his podcast, The Stephen A. Smith Show, which I'm a huge fan of, by the way. So Stephen A. Smith, I love you, man. Um, he actually believes that in the Super Bowl, it's going to be a Philadelphia Eagles versus the Baltimore Ravens kind of Super Bowl as of right now. Uh, but that would be interesting. It really would. You know, you literally would have the battle of the birds, the Eagles of Baltimore. Uh, I'm sorry, the Eagles of Philadelphia versus the Ravens of Baltimore. You know, uh, AFC versus NFC, two East Coast teams, you know what I mean? And they're going to do battle possibly over in Las Vegas if they actually play their cards right. If each team plays their cards right, I have no doubt in my mind that that's what we're going to see. So that's it, guys. That's all I have for you. You know, I'm just glad that I was able to to do an episode and, and to really make it happen. And, you know, it's, it's a great feeling. It's a really great feeling. Love it. Love it. You know, my creativity has, you know, been inspired and, you know, I'm going to continue making content and, and, and that's what I got. You know, that's what I got real quick. Just go ahead and find me on Facebook under the search box and type in the Kim Huang podcast experience. Find me there and, you know, just follow me. It'll be great. I'm on two social media platforms under Instagram and on X, formerly known as Twitter, at TKHPC Experience, all in one word, all lowercase letters, no spacing. Follow me and I'll follow you back. I am on five podcasting platforms of Spotify, Spotify for podcasters. We have Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Now, do me a favor. Please like and subscribe to my podcast on all the podcasting platforms. If you have Spotify, please give me a five-star review. If you actually have Apple Podcasts, please give me a five-star review and a positive written review. And the reason behind that is that the more five-star rankings that I get on Spotify and the more five-star rankings that I get on Apple Podcasts with, you know, a positive written review on the side, that means that the podcast will go over to the front of the line, people will see it, and they may take interest in it, they may listen to it, and possibly like and subscribe to it. Also, do your boy a favor and please uh, spread the word old school. You know, tell people about the podcast. You know, uh, you know, in person, face to face, uh, face to face with uh, people that you know. Um, also, spread it out on social media, like on Facebook and on Twitter, known as X, Instagram, and on TikTok. You know, that I would really appreciate that. So, you know, spread the word because Sharon is Karen and also because brand, brand awareness is important. You know what I mean? 
Also, if you want to be a special guest on my podcast show, if you want to be a special guest host, or if you have any constructive criticism, please email me. My address is the Kim Wang Podcast Experience at gmail.com. Whatever the subject is, put it on the subject box, and then whatever you want to write, put it on the body of the email. Send it out. I'll read it. I'll get back to you within 24 hours because that is what I do. That being said, guys, I love you very much. Thank you for all the love and support. Uh, thank you for just, you know, being the great individuals that you are. Like I said before, you know, I, I although I do it for myself and it is my creative medium, most importantly, I do it for you guys. And as long as you guys want me to keep on trucking and keep on providing some great content, then I will do so. I will do that until the wheels fall off and I can no longer breathe and the air left my lungs, you know what I mean? So I want you guys to to enjoy life and be safe out there. Don't do anything that I wouldn't do because, you know, it just doesn't do me any good if you land in a pine box and land six feet under. Um, that's not what we want out of life for you. We want you to be happy. We want you to be healthy. We want you to be living life. And we want you to go for yours because, damn it, you are worth it and everybody deserves it. Everybody deserves a little happiness. So that being said, uh, recording remotely on a location that you don't know about because you're on a need-to-know basis and you don't need to know, this is your boy Kim Wang, the Asian sensation, saying thank you so much. Arigato shimashite. We'll do it again. And I will talk to y'all soon. Peace, guys. I am out.